Okay, so let's talk about human cloning and human-alien hybrid cloning. Now, before I get into the more exciting details of things, let me just say very quickly that the concept of cloning or creating a human within a lab is something that is not exactly new. It's just something that science has really actually advanced on, but because of the beliefs of certain politics and religions has sort of been halted from becoming something that would stand as the forefront of our evolution, if you will. Now, I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm not saying I'm against it because here's the problem. There's so many complexities to human cloning that I, I don't want to have a firm stance on it just yet, just because of the fact that it's not necessarily mainstream and also it, it doesn't, all of the facts are not clearly laid out yet. Let's put it that way. Okay. But let's not, uh, let's not deny the fact that human cloning is, is legitimately real, right? So the creation of a genetically identical copy of a human has been happening since the end of World War II. Now, originally, it was created to develop soldiers for military purposes, right? And they're still doing it now. But the secret human cloning program has been occurring in underground military bases all over the world, and not just by the U.S. government, by the way. So experiments, and then again, like I said, there's another side to it. Some argue they're not experiments, they're torture. But anyways, experiments involving human clones for non-military purposes have been happening behind closed doors in recent decades. And there is a theory that celebrity clones have been placed in real-life settings right in front of our faces and that most people haven't noticed. But I'm not really going to get into that. I'm going to delve more into the uh, the serious aspect of it. So cloning itself, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's not a secret, okay? In 1997, a sheep was successfully cloned from the mammary gland of a living adult sheep. But contrary to popular belief, Dolly was not the first animal cloned. Mice, tadpoles, and fish were experimented with first. So since then, embryologists have publicly admitted to cloning pigs, monkeys, dogs, horses, and even water buffalo and camels, right? And the reason why they've kind of stuck with animals even to this day is not because the science is holding them back, but it's because of the political and religious conflicts and beliefs about that, right? Some say it's cheating God. Right, But again, that, that's a bit of a different topic, so I don't really want to delve into that just yet. So human cloning has really said to have been or still be taboo, but we're learning that it's only taboo to talk about, okay? Because it's currently happening behind closed doors every single day, particularly within the dumbs, the deep underground military uh, bases, right? But here's the thing. On the surface, okay... It sounds like a movie plot. Until recently, you would have difficulty finding a scientist who would acknowledge that human cloning experiments have become routine. However, the number of scientists and embryologists who have stepped up over the last several months and are willing to acknowledge the truth about cloning is growing daily, right? So it's also been said that elite scientists or some of the best in their field, similar to the I guess you could say the concept of the Majestic 12, are attempting to keep this program a secret and are putting misinformation in the mix of cloning stories released to the media, which, again, is just another simple method of PSYOP. It's really, when you really think about and figure out the strategy that the government is using 
It's really not that hard, I'll tell you right now. Okay, and so it's a purposeful propaganda maneuver. And it's carefully designed to distract from the issue, the legitimate issues of human cloning. Let's put it this way. Stem cell research is just the... Is just the... the, the the tip of the iceberg, let's call it. We are living beings that don't even fully understand our mental and physical capabilities. So what does that tell you? Right? I mean, for example, scientists have released a lot of information to the media about cloning the extinct woolly mammoth, even though it'll really be an elephant hybrid, not a full-on woolly mammoth, but you, you get the point, right? Another distraction was the claim of reconstructing DNA from dinosaurs and cloning them, right? We know that this is not really going to be done. I mean, maybe it's being done secretly, right? But again, these are just prime examples of distraction from what's really going on. As long as they keep throwing these kinds of distractions into, uh, into the world and in, particularly into the media cycle, it kind of diverts our attention very substantially and exponentially enough from what's really happening, okay? I'm going to also put a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube to a hidden clone lab that was discovered that someone, a whistleblower, a French biochemist by the name of Bridget Boisselier, or Boisselier um, discovered and went public with this January 7, 2006, all right, and I've done a previous episode on the deep underground military bases and all that, and it's very hard to piece things together in some cases, but what we cannot deny is that the cloning or at least some type of genetic modification to an extreme level exists. I mean, humans are genetically modified every day in a lot of aspects. Like, you take certain medicines, you could consider that uh, uh, a form of genetic modification. You, you uh, eat G uh, GMOs, genetically modified food, Right. So it's nothing, it's nothing new per se. What, what people are more afraid about or what a, a percentage of people are afraid of is the, the, the ability to look at someone else in person and go, holy shit, that's a clone, right? That's the thing. Now, moving beyond that, because I don't want to get into the religious and political topics of it, but moving beyond that... When we look at, for example, the more conspiratorial proposals and theories and claims about there being experimentation going on in New Mexico and, and around the world in these deep underground military bases of humans being cloned with aliens or animals, then that's a bit of a, a more of an interesting case because, again, I've done episodes on this before. I can give you record on record of police officers, respected police officers, you know, officers who have been on the force in different states across the U.S. for 20, 30, 40 years, who were never deemed crazy, who never had any neurological brain issues, who have claimed to have come across and have even documented in some cases pictures of mutilated cows. For that, that's probably the most popular example, right? Mutilated cows with different organs inside of them, right? Which I don't, in that case, I don't think it's the U.S. military. I think they'd be a little smarter at covering that up. Um, I think that might be a bit of a, an extraterrestrial kind of abduction thing um, to study. But then you look at other cases of people, you know, the, the med beds, for example, the extremely high-tech technology of age regression, legitimate age regression, 
not the not the meditation aspect of it and not the the therapeutical aspect but the legitimate aspect of going back in time and your soul kind of you yourself actually being younger and regressed right so you have that and then you have all the other witness accounts of people who claim that there is a um, a, a, a small conflict in these dumbs in these underground military bases of cloning and extremely unethical torture all right and so it begs the question how much of this is still going on to this day and i would even, i would dare to say that it's going on more than ever before i think because anything in this world is possible but not everything is plausible there's a bit of a difference i think the ability to have different types of humans let's say intermesh okay or whatever I, maybe that's the wrong word but biologically be not just duplicated but be able to match up and sort of be like a half horse half human half fish half human and listen i know how funny that sounds okay i know i know that that sounds hilarious but at the end of the day we have to look at all of the aspects okay so I want to read some accounts of someone by the name of Donald Marshall, who claimed that he was a former, let's say, he claimed he was a former Illuminati insider, but I say Illuminati very carefully. We, we could say more of the global elite. I mean, that's more of what the name is now. But anyways, he detailed his firsthand accounts with a powerful global organization. Okay, he describes their secret involvement in criminal acts such as murder, kidnapping, torture, rape, child abuse, and child exploitation, as well as cloning and human alien hybrid experimentation. Okay, and so Marshall exposes many political, major political players, by the way, such as Queen Elizabeth, her husband Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Charles, and even Russian President Vladimir Putin. He also names many other world leaders, politicians, and famous celebrities secretly involved, okay? Now, many of Marshall's claims can be substantiated by events cataloged by public and private organizations, such as Child Abuse Recovery, a division of Trauma Research Inc., and the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels, which found Queen Elizabeth and her husband, Prince Philip, guilty in the disappearance of 10 native children from the Kamloops Indian Residential School in British Columbia on October 10th, 1964. Okay? And so Donald Marshall himself claims to have been cloned, meaning that either the one that's come, the Donald Marshall that is a whistleblower now is either the clone or he's the original Donald Marshall, let's say. Okay? So... Here, here's the thing. Conspiracy theorists have long contended that major world events are under the direction of a powerful global coalition of wealthy secret societies known collectively as the Illuminati or whatever you want to call it, right? And listen, at the end of the day, I believe there is a game being played, a, a mental chess game being played at the highest levels, okay? And for example, Epstein is just one prime example of someone who was sort of, I guess, middle... Uh, middle to top kind of uh, elitist, if you will. And I mean, if you had said even two years ago that there was a private island where a bunch of uh, po politicians and powerful, influential people and celebrities went and uh, underage girls were raped on that island and things like that, 
you would be called an extreme conspiracy theorist and people would laugh, but it turns out that it's true. Now, that's not to say that every proposal that is thrown out there, especially on the internet, is true. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that I've been advocating for this type of shadow government for a long time. So they hold that this shadow government has been orchestrating world events for many years, long promoting a hidden agenda, right, which includes the ultimate control of all areas of society, from banking to business to politics to military, education, religion, medicine, media, and entertainment. And I certainly do believe that to a fairly decent extent, okay? I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. I've spoken to many people who have been on the inside of just some things, and the things that they have told me personally I would have thought would have come out of a movie. So I can't imagine the highest levels of things, right? So Donald Marshall claims that he has risked his life to speak out about this select group of individuals who say, who he says maintains world control with the majority of the public, even uh, like aware of it, essentially. I mean, who doesn't know about the queen or who doesn't know about uh, major, you know, household name politicians and things like that? Right, So he says that their vast members in, uh, base includes royal bloodlines, prominent wealthy families, influential members of finance, banking, media, and entertainment, as well as religious leaders and politicians, all of whom agree to join and participate within the organization. And I don't think it's so black and white. And the, the cloning is just one aspect to this, right? But I think what it comes down to as well is that when you have people that don't necessarily want to join or their morals or ethics are not as deviant as others, I think what happens is that they, they kind of know that in order for them to keep a, a watchful eye as much as they can on things, that they sort of have to involuntarily become involved with these type of people, right? And so he explains, this is where it gets interesting, that while members within this elite club enjoy access to unlimited opportunities, in exchange, they must agree to participate in secret meetings held nightly in the deep underground military bases on highly restricted property, right? And so there they utilize top secret cloning technology to meet as clones during their dream state to discuss and plan future events while the rest of us are mostly asleep in the evenings, right? So that kind of sounds a little bit ridiculous and, and impossible. It kind of sounds like it's, it's coming from a, a cartoon show, right? But this is going to sound far out there, but I, I, I then must ask, where do you think these cartoons and these cartoon creators and these writers of movies get the, these ideas, right? When the movie World War Z came out, for example, people laughed at that. But little do people know, it's not really well known, that con the United States Congress interviewed or questioned the writer of World War Z because they wanted to know the possibilities and realistic implications of something like World War Z, or something like I Am Legend, because the, the gentleman, I don't remember his name, but the gentleman who wrote World War Z literally did years and years of research of speaking to extremely elite and respected doctors and scientists within their field. And so when he asked them this, he based a lot of World War Z on the way in which a, a, potential, a potentially very dangerous, dangerous virus could spread. And back in 2014 when the movie came out and Congress interviewed him, for the people who knew that Congress questioned him, people laughed, right? And so, anyways, getting back to it, Donald Marshall, who states that the practice of human cloning is far from new, maintains that covert experiments in genetic engineering have been conducted by scientists who are sort of a branch off of 
this uh, Illuminati or global elite shadow government for many decades, right? So he explains that beginning in the 1940s, human cloning technology was used as a way for world leaders to meet in secret in order to plan and discuss future events, right? Again, it's not... Uh, it sounds ridiculous, but when you, fi when you find out certain things, it really doesn't sound as crazy as you might think, right? Like, let me just give one last example. When you have, for example, Les Wexner, okay, the, the, the one who, um, who Jeffrey Epstein got close to back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. In that particular situation, when you have some of these women who are raped, for example, Maria Farmer on the phone saying that Les Wexner at his house had sharpshooters all around his house protecting him, had um, helicopters and even a couple different private, uh, private jets and certain bombs and things put in place around his private properties in order to ensure that he would stay alive and remain alive. It really makes you think what else these global um, elite or extremely influential people would do in order to protect themselves and the lengths they would go in order to keep themselves and their priorities straight and unfaltered, right? So, Marshall explains that beginning in the 1940s, human cloning technology was used as a way for world leaders to meet in secret in order to plan and discuss future events. So, over time, however, they got bored and they began to clone others and bring them to the cloning center as well. So he claims that famous movie stars, artists, musicians, and celebrated sports figures were all cloned and personally delivered to these people, part of the shadow government, in order to indulge their every fantasy. Right? So Marshall then says that in time, this slowly degraded as members began showing off for the rest, resulting in committing shocking acts of depravity, including crimes such as murder, kidnapping, torture, rape, child abuse, and child exploitation, right? So Marshall even claims to have witnessed numerous crimes committed by many members of the Illuminati since early childhood as an unwilling participant in many covert government projects. And he states that he remembers attending these secret meetings as a child as young as even five years old, right? Now, Marshall can relate in detail that these events took place at the cloning center every night he reports that he could not, he could never remember how he got there, and at the time believed that he had been kidnapped during his sleep, right? And he had no understanding of a top secret technology known as REM, driven consciousness transfer. So, rapid eye movement driven consciousness transfer, which is used to transfer one's individual consciousness during the natural REM cycle of sleep into an identical clone located at a cloning center many miles away, right? And so Marshall explains that when he goes to bed at night, his consciousness is stolen while he sleeps and is held hostage until his real body wakes up. And he maintains that this consciousness transfer happens almost every single night, even through his real body. Uh, sorry, even though his, his real body never leaves the room and continues to sleep through the night. And so once his real body eventually wakes up, however, his clone body drops limp. So Marshall then says that everything goes black and then he wakes up and his consciousness quickly returns to his real body. And so he claims the transfer can only take place once the brain has fully entered REM sleep cycle, or REM, rapid eye movement, right? That's the time when you're dreaming. So once you begin to dream, he says, they can steal your consciousness and bring you wherever they want, essentially. Right? So, again, 
the um, it's very interesting. And I know I kind of jump from cloning to this, but it all the reason for that is because everything intertwines, right? Everything intertwines, and it all comes full circle because. The cloning is just the beginning of it because when you take the cloning and then you say, okay, if we can clone a physical human body, what can we now do with a, a human consciousness, let's say, right? This all falls in line directly with the secret space program and the med beds and the age regression and things like that. There's a lot going on out there that we are not familiar with and we don't know about. That's why when you look at a lot of these elite people or these very powerful people, they always act like they're the smartest ones in the room. And the reason for that is not just because they have, they probably are the ones that have the most money in the room and in the world, rather, but it's also because they know things and they understand that knowledge is the true, is becoming the true financial, uh, the, the, the true currency, if you will. Knowledge is becoming the real currency and they understand that. So when you really. When you have guys like, for example, Epstein or the Rothschilds or the, 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 the Vanderbilts or all that, when they act like they're the smartest ones in the room, it's probably, unfortunately, because they are, right? So I can go on and on and on about this, right? And there's so many different things that we can delve into. We can, we can delve into the, the fact that there's so many similarities and there's so many ways in which... For example, these these documents uh, with Donald Marshall it's here interconnect with so many different government projects, right? And that's not to say that every single rich person out there is is uh, is behind it all. But once you hit a certain level of wealth and power and influence and connections, there comes a point where you reach a, you raise above into a certain threshold of a a different community or a different bubble if you will. And what happens there is that you are then informed of things that the average person is not, right? And the point is, is that if you inform the average person or the rest of the world on this, then people are going to, I don't want to say panic. I feel like we're past that point. I feel like there would have been panic 20, 30 years ago, but I feel like when you reveal things to the public, there's so many varying and swaying opinions. It's just a disaster in so many different directions, which is why it's not revealed. With that being said, that is not to say that this shadow government or elite and powerful are doing things for the betterment of mankind, not at all, right? I'm not saying that, but I'm also not saying that everything they do is entirely evil too, right? I mean, there's a lot of depravity, that's for sure, okay? I mean, like when you look at, for example, I hate to go back to it, but Epstein being the a small cog in a major child sex trafficking network and things like that, and you look at the statistics that say two to three million underage girls are, are go missing every single, single year um, just in the United States alone, right? And then they're found either dead or alive but very depraved physically and mentally on the other side of the, of the planet because of the, the, this uh, intertwinement of organized crime and, and the elite and powerful and se child sex trafficking and all that, it really makes you think. like that. That's why people like Putin, for example, when they get interviewed uh, by whether it's the, the Russian media or the American media, that's why people like Putin have that smirk on their face where they kind of laugh and they kind of look at the, the interviewers like, what you're asking is, is, is nothing compared to what I really know what's going on. That's really the reason why. It really is. 
right? And again, I can go on and on and on about this for, for so damn long, and I wish I had more time to, to explain all of it, and I might elaborate on it down the road, but what I'm trying to do with all these episodes is create an interconnection between everything, and even though everything sort of seems de decompartmentalized and kind of, you know, just all over the place, I really hope that through these episodes I can help people connect and understand and see what's really going on here, because at the end of the day, if we know things but we don't act on it, then what's the point? But the first step is we need to know things. So I'm trying to help people understand and, and, and bring to the light things that are unknown or things that are not widely accepted by any means, right? So, I mean, when, when you look at entertainers and stuff with, uh, that, that go and, and play music on these private, uh, private properties and private islands for the Rothschilds and the, the, the big... Uh, the big elite people, it's insane. Like, it, it, I don't know, some people say that there's some type of demonic possession going on and uh, or the, a lot of these people have sold their soul. I, I guess that, that could be true. And I mean, I'm sure in a more metaphorical and figurative sense than literal. But I mean, but then you look at the, 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 the way in which a lot of these people live and they live well, but it's so, everything around their, their, their properties are so demonic and so depraved and, and so evil, right? And, and there's so many things that just, it, it's like, for example, a lot of the Epstein victims have talked about the, the, the Mossad intelligence and the organized crime and all that stuff. Why? Why hasn't the, the, the mainstream media covered that? Like, even in the Netflix documentaries, I'm sure they've spoken about it, but why won't they publish it as part of the, of the documentary? Why do they crop those parts out? Because the same people at the very top own, or the same, you know, dozen group of people own all of the major networks, including the internet ones now, and that's the problem. That's why, I, and, and the cloning is just a small percentage of it. Right? So... Let me know what you guys think. I think it's very intriguing and it's very, I don't want to say difficult, it's very complex to understand, but once you understand it or you have a good grasp of it at the very least, then you'll know exactly what's, uh, you'll have a much better idea of what's going on. Let's put it at that. So thank you very much, guys, for watching or listening, and we will catch you next time. Peace.